You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. What a bunch of bull****. Whoa, naughty. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he. Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Hey, senor. Hey, dimly lit room. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Crank it up! Many general managers today, Jack. It's a ruling junta. First of all, the great Eddie Van Halen passed yesterday. The age of 65, was it? Yeah. Four, five, something like that. Don't smoke. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Pence and Harris, but really, really under the tutelage of general manager Big Tech, which Congress is uh, having a hack at uh, controlling, containing Weakening somewhat? They are them, those, that, what? They are the the folks who really run the world. Google and Facebook. Here we are dealing with our our trivial little vice presidential debates while Sundar Pichai and Mark Zuckerberg laugh their evil laughs in their evil castles. 
Okay, we'll have plenty of uh, Van Halen throughout the morning. Uh, in honor of uh, EVH passing yesterday. Um, the, the, you, you, there are no statistics to show that presidential debates matter. You can't even come close to show me a vice presidential debate matters to anybody when it comes to voting for president. You can't make that argument. It's impossible. So forget it. That is the argument of a man who doesn't have the guts to confront <laughs> you, the importance you, of a vice presidential you debate. You feel free. Confront it for 94 <laughs> minutes. stance of cowardice. That's right. Knock That's yourselves right. I, out. I don't even want to deal with it. Knock yourselves <laughs> out. Confront yeah. it head on with all your bravery. That's exactly how he sounded, too. 90 full minutes tonight. I will not. Both presidential candidates on God's shortlist. Okay. Both Veep uh, candidates, uh, breathing and younger, uh, they could easily be president in the next four years. What are we getting ourselves into here? Well, still, it's not going to make Everybody agrees. Everybody but you because you're <laughs> embittered. First, I'm going to play the uh, coward card, then go with the uh, your soul is dead card if you like the feel of that. Although you're really all... just a textbook of year two of your how to you, argue unfairly. You, you, <laughs> the graduate level <laughs> yeah, course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've given up on life and given up on this country. I haven't. Although it's pretty clear Joe Biden will be playing drums behind Eddie Van Halen in the next couple of years. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Watch me. Uh, still doesn't matter what happens Thank in the debate you. tonight. Well, you wait and see. Pence, skilled. Skilled debater. So, uh, Kamala, uh, not very skilled prosecutor. So back to Eddie Van Halen. You know, yes. my, my brand is to uh, to not uh, wax honorific enough after celebrities die. Yes. Cold insensitivity. And I've got uh, plenty of uh, things to say about Eddie Van Halen that are... Uh, uh, worshipful, but really needs to be an emphasis on people that die of obvious smoking diseases when they die of smoking diseases to point that out, I think. Yeah, I don't. Why not? I don't enjoy blaming people no, for their okay, cancer. of course not. On the other hand, he fought uh, uh, tongue, mouth, and throat cancer as for heavy, years. As a heavy smoker since he was a teenager. Right. And telling the doctors, no, it's because I put these metal picks in my mouth is why I have Damn, cancer. All right, and whatever. the doctor said, I don't think so. No, whatever. Yeah, well, he was trying to rationalize. He was trying to blame others or, or, or something else for the state he was in. We all do it to some extent. Well, some of my favorite people in the world uh, smoke, um, have smoked or smoke. It's it's a thing people do, and it's not, I think, more dumb people than smart people smoke, but plenty of smart people smoke. Um uh, I've known him. President Obama smoked. I mean, it's just if you start, it's I uh, thank God I never got addicted because if you start, apparently it's just a real bee to try to stop. So they say. And uh, yeah. but, geez, there's so many. You know, we're at two hundred and ten thousand covid deaths. You hear about it all day, every day. What a tragedy is five hundred thousand lung cancer deaths, almost all of them due to smoking. Every year. Every single we're not, year. We're not even at halfway for the just the lung cancer deaths from smoking, because a lot of people die of throat cancer, lip cancer, and all kinds of different cancers sure. from smoking Tongue, every year. Yep. We're not even close to that number yeah. of what you get from smoking. It better shut down the economy and all wear plugs in our mouths to prevent us from smoking. So anyway, that's my rant on that. I, yeah. told, I told both my kids, because they're super into Eddie Van Halen, as I tweeted out yesterday, it was the day before yesterday, 24 hours before I found out Eddie Van Halen had died, mm. that my son got into the car when I picked him up from school, my fifth grader, and said, who's the best guitar player in the world? And I could tell he, had, he was on a roll of a conversation that had happened <laughs> at school, and he and his friends were arguing over 
Jimi Hendrix versus Eddie Van Halen. And then they got into best living guitar player, and he thought he could win that argument. Of that. Yes. I said, bad news. Eddie Van Halen is not nope. the best living guitar player. Just dropped off the list. Time to update your list. Yeah, but, but I made it clear to him he's a smoker. He said, how come all these people either die from drugs or smoking? I said, well, that's a... It's a, a thing with artists and musicians and that sort of thing, but I, I want him to be aware Impulse of... Impulse control is not our strength. I don't want him to be aware of choices leading to bad results. Right. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, one uh, guitar geek note on Eddie Van Halen, who is known, of course, as this incredible uh, soloist lead guitarist, blah, 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 the, the finger tapping, the the rest of it. If you are a guitar player, study him as a rhythm guitarist and be prepared to say... Oh, my. Maybe the most amazing thing that he does. I watched a lot of Van Halen YouTube videos last night. I went on a dive myself. I felt like having Mm. my face melted. One thing is uh, he always nailed it. I'll bet I watched 20 different versions of the intro to Panama that we just played. Mm. And he freaking played it exactly the same way, nailed it every time. And... The most amazing thing maybe Eddie Van Halen could do is play that stuff while, like, jumping all over the place and running around and doing stuff. I don't know how anybody does that. No. Even if I could play it sitting in a stool concentrating. Once. (laughs) Once. How do you run around and kick your legs in the air and do all that stuff while playing? Yeah, well, he's better than most. (laughs) He's he's a genius. He's a freaking genius. Anyway, more on all that stuff later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. You know, with Eddie Van Halen uh, dying, I'm thinking about changing our first dance song to Running with the Devil just to see what people would do. <laughs> you know what I heard on the way in uh, today, Michael, because the news was so depressing and stupid? Ain't talking about love. <laughs> that would be another yeah. interesting choice. What about Drop Dead Legs? There you go. All, uh, all, hot for teacher, uh, or hot Panama, for teacher. which we played about a uh, a, a strip. Hot for teacher would really, be. Uh, it's not about the Central American land, uh, Sean. It's not so the many canal. People. No, it's not, not no. about anything. Oh, the lyrics, all their songs <laughs> are so about a stripper. They're long lyrics about all the songs are so stupid. There's never Have been. Have you ever met David Lee Roth? <laughs> there's never been a stupider lyric set of lyrics than "My back's against the record machine." Do you see what I mean? What, what the hell is that? It's genius. <laughs> what it's it's a portrait of a uh, middle America. <laughs> it's crap. What about the the in my guitar? I see the floor. It needs sweeping. Something like that. That's yeah, that's pretty well. Bad. Maybe it's dirty. I, I I challenge all of you with the uh, Scorpion song that I've cited many times as the most stupid and demeaning lyric of all time. I can't even recite it on the air. It's so stupid and demeaning. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I was watching uh, Eddie V on uh, Letterman a couple times through the years. Somebody... Oh, it's from the classic Rock You Like a Hurricane. Apparently in a circular motion? I don't know. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen's appearances on Letterman, people have spliced them all together, and those are really cool, too, where he sat in with a band and he'd just do the rejoins and everything oh. like that. Really cool stuff. No, I've not seen that. Fabulous. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, it was an adventurous day yesterday as a family member needed some help with a dump run. And uh, and yeah, I'm just constantly, uh, just pleasantly reminded of just the the wonderful adventure of the senses that uh, <laughs> that going to the to the dump is. It yeah. is it is quite a thing. It takes uh, at least two showers when you get back oh, to, yeah. to really. So you had to go into yourself. the really dumpy part because I usually take cardboard, which uh, they have the cardboard set up outside to drop off. You no, don't it, have to. No, it was bigger where we're backing up to the pile yeah, and we're, oh, yeah. we're we're throwing oh, stuff yeah. out and you're walking in sludge and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If I were a wealthy man, I'd throw away my shoes after I went to the dump. I'd I just I'd throw away my clothes. Thought crossed my mind. 
It's just so gross. I tell you what, uh, you guys, you both live in liberal counties. I live in a conservative county. Our dump, I would hold a family reunion there. Really? <laughs> Go oh, ahead and try. Delightful. Yeah. All right. I'm Jack Dump Armstrong. all you want. I hope you dump a lot. Thank you, Mr. President. I'm Jack sir. Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. I got my back against the record machine. I ain't the worst that you've seen. No. Do you know what I mean? Can you see what you I mean? You should be embarrassed to have written that down on a piece of paper. Might as well jump. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday, October 7th, the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. <laughs> Mike Pence on the drums, back when they got along better. <laughs> I expect some real viciousness tonight. Tonight, You'll I mean, have to tell me about it tomorrow. Nasty. Oh, I can't wait. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. It's a sprawling epic. I declare today the day of a thousand emails. That'd be awesome. I think we sprinkle them in throughout the show. That's going to be awesome because I'm hating the news cycle. Oh, yeah. So dumb, so boring. Yeah. So repetitive. Oh, yeah. And so just bitterly, stupidly partisan. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff that's being said is just... If you got two brain cells to rub together, you think, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we'll catch you up on everything. That's our job, to catch you up on everything. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. telling you the news cycle is um will it improve if trump loses that's a that's that's something i've ruminated on for years now i think it will change but it will it will not find a soul nor a brain you know what i mean as we talked about with david french in his book you know the the forces that brought brexit and uh you know, a president to France that wasn't a member of either party and that sort of thing all across the country and brought Trump aren't going away if Trump loses. Those forces still exist in the country and in Western democracies. Yes. And, uh, you know, it will play out one way or another. Well, in desperation for clicks and the rest of it, uh, niched uh, media outlets, that will all continue. So uh, abandon hope, all ye who enter here. <laughs> Mailbag. Our freedom-loving quote of the day is uh, a rather long collection of thoughts, but I loved it so much I wanted to share it with you. It's from our good friend Timothy Sandifer of the Goldwater Institute, Tim the Lawyer. He uh, posted this on the Twitter machine. Frequently a a cesspool of ugliness, bitterness, and stupidity, but uh, not in this case. The argument for freedom is not and never has been that people are all good and smart and make the right choices and stuff. The argument for freedom is and always has been that others are not presumably better presumptively better, smarter, or more capable of making the right choices for my life. Note the word presumptively. The argument for freedom acknowledges that there are special circumstances where others are able to make better choices for my life. For example, when I was six, my parents were certainly better able to make the right choices for me. But the argument for freedom says we do not remain children. We have an obligation to be responsible, which logically means we must be free 
to discharge that obligation, which means to enjoy the rewards of doing well and suffer the costs of doing so badly. Mm, That's the part we don't allow in the United States. Right. If you do not have the freedom to make bad decisions, you do not have freedom. The argument for freedom does not depend on some rosy estimate of human nature. Quite the contrary. It says that our political rulers are also human. So if we can't be trusted to run our lives well, we sure as hell can't be trusted to run other people's lives well. See, yeah, I think the hang-up is on the back end. I think that's where the hang-up comes. Do tell. Uh, we we don't uh, make people pay a price for bad decisions, or, we, or we, we, we don't to a great extent. And so if you end up with somebody who's 60 years old and broke, nobody even asks the question of, how'd you spend your money over your life? Nobody even asks that You're question. You're blaming the victim. People deserve a dignified retirement, is what is said by the government. Everybody does. No matter what you've done. Right. That's an interesting point of view. I remember for the first, you know, couple of decades of the show, our our unofficial motto was stupid should hurt. It has hurt me on a number of occasions and continues to. And and, it turned me into not so stupid. Uh, Going on with Tim's uh, screed, the argument for freedom does not say freedom cures all of our ills. It says that we should be free to figure out how to cure our ills. The arguments against freedom, of course, always promise that the rulers will cure our ills, and this is always a lie. Finally, the argument for freedom does not depend on the belief that ordinary people make wise decisions. It depends on the belief that this guy and others like him, and it's a picture of a politician, can't be trusted to make wise decisions for your life. Amen. Thank you, Tim, and well said. Uh, moving along to the correspondence proper, it's uh, Garrick in Sacto wants to know... Uh, Forget the constitutional crisis. Who's going to run the board while Michael's gone? Who's going to push the buttons, pull the levers while he's on his honeymoon? Or is he putting us first and coming in Monday? Are you guys going with Michelangelo on the honeymoon? Now, that would be a story. We actually Have we discussed this, Michael? What's the plan? I believe we have a plan. Um, I'm not sure quite what it is, but I believe we have a plan. You don't know what your plan for a honeymoon is? Oh, for my honeymoon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, he, was, he was responding to the plan about okay. the board. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, but will you be here Monday? Uh, no, I won't. Good Lord. He's doing a honeymoon. Yeah. I haven't been informed. Mm. I'm be, out of the loop. I will be gone for three days. Where are you going? Is that a secret? Uh, I'll just say I'm going to the to the ocean. Okay, well, that's pretty vague. I had to go somewhere where... Seven-tenths of the earth is ocean, I so I'm make guessing sure I went the, somewhere that... the Indian Ocean. <laughs> that Antarctic. wasn't closed, you know? Oh, part of the ocean that's not closed. Good yes. idea. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's that's fabulous. Okay. You're putting uh, your wife before the listeners. I see. Interesting. Will you, mm. will, will you be... <laughs> Will you be swimming and frolicking about and in, in, in a in a in a in a house that you've rented or something? Is that your plan? Uh no, it's a hotel right near the ocean. Awesome. No, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Way, to, way to treat that girl right. Uh, I will. Which I make, was doing that. I will be making a uh, purchase later on today, thanks to Jared, the actor from California, who was living in Kansas and now is in Georgia. In case you're keeping track of Jared and his whereabouts. <laughs> Uh, he uh, sees a great sign in the neighborhood, passes uh, along a picture to us. It is a red, white, and blue sign. It says, Make Orwell Fiction Again. Ooh, that's <laughs> I a good one. I love that. <clears throat> he signs off with MOFA. Make Orwell Fiction Again. I love that. That's pretty good. I'm going to, uh, that's going to be my new, my new slogan, MOFA. Thank you, Jared, for that. And, and certainly if you end up in uh, South Carolina or perhaps Alabama, let us know. <laughs> Let's see. A couple of poll numbers we could hit you with that came out that apparently have rocked the uh, the Republican strategists. Uh-oh. So they got to come up with a plan there. Um, and uh, some of the other news of the day and more Van Halen. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Another member of Donald Trump's inner circle testing positive for cocaine. The White House press secretary says she will be working remotely. Uh, pardon me? Testing positive for cocaine. <laughs> Is this um, uh, 1983? 
<laughs> it was a slip of the tongue. Misspoke. Uh, Stephen Miller, is that who it was in that, that is correct, orbit sir. that tested positive yesterday? Um, in other uh, coronavirus news, the NFL now has three teams with the COVID. Uh, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Patriots. Just win, baby. So uh, possibly throwing the schedule into uh, into wackiness. I hate to go NFL geek on you, but I happened to watch, I don't know, 15 minutes of the Raiders the other day just because I was very tired having been working out in the yard. And uh, that stadium is so cool. That yeah. new stadium in Vegas. I've only seen it from the window of a hotel, but yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, I'd only seen, you know, just like distant shots, but the ex- it's all black, first yeah, of all. It's, it's got cool. that whole raider vibe and, and you're all in the las seats vegas are black and it's just the shape of it is just really cool. and you know that when you get out of the game you're not going to go sit in your car for an hour to get out of the parking lot you're going right. to walk across and be in the casinos yeah <laughs> it's gonna be awesome good stuff hey speaking of the vid or cocaine i mean we can talk about either one uh speaking of the vid new stats out about the spike the the the, the nightmare scenario on college campuses and what's actually happening to the kids in terms of illness and, and being seriously sick and all, it is definitely a smaller problem than smoking too much pot hmm. on college camp high. Uh, so we'll talk about that, among other things. Wide-ranging discussions here on the A&G Show today. The one thing we are dedicated to, and if you dig a little bit, it's easy, is not hammering the same couple of stupid narratives over and over that everybody else is. Stop the hammering! I hear you, Lawrence. So do you have a grip on a why uh, they pulled the plug on the stimulus package yesterday? No. Especially since the president in the evening then said, hey, why don't we kind of go back to negotiating certain aspects of it? Uh, I think he may have gotten ahead of himself. Recent polling shows people approve of another $2 trillion stimulus package just in general. By a 72 to 23% margin, which shows you why we have no fiscal discipline. You just put a poll out there. What do you think of another $2 trillion on top of the Hell yeah! ungodly, unrealistic, can't sustain money we've already spent? Who cares? Who's in? I'm in. Right. Well, it's like the uh, if I owe a bookie $1,000, that's my problem. If I owe a bookie a million dollars, that's his problem. <laughs> There's some of that to it. It really is. Yeah, and that, boy, that, uh, that's funny. Either but, way, your kneecaps are toast. And that his problem is my kids and my kids' kids uh, uh, paying off all that money. But anyway, they pulled the plug on it last night. Now, the, the word was um, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and others were saying, we're not signing on to another $2 trillion. Mm-hmm. And Nancy is only uh, going to allow something that is that big. And so there just aren't the votes there. Right. Is what uh, Mitch McConnell told President Trump. Well, to drill down a bit, continuing the informal theme of the day, the Nancy and, and crew want to bail out states which have lived on the very ragged edge of fiscal disaster for years, over-promising to public employee unions, gigantic pensions, profligate spending, the rest of it. Jack, just like your old couple who has no money at retirement because they've been living like, you know, Kardashians their entire lives, and now we're supposed to pity them because they have no money because they spent it all. Well, these states that have lived like cokeheads now say, oh, because of the COVID, we're broke. And Nancy wants hundreds of billions of dollars thrown at those states. 
the president is saying, no, we're not bailing out horribly irresponsible states and, and, and local governments. And he said, we'll look at it after the election. So he's he's trying to make this an election issue. Like, if you, if you want the blue states bailed out, vote for Biden. If you don't, vote for me. Yeah, I don't think that's going to connect with people. Uh, I don't think it will either because it's too complicated for orange man bad, orange man good. But, exactly. Um, uh, that is how it will play out. If Biden wins and the D's take the Senate, these blue states that have been overspending and everybody knew it for decades are going to get bailed out by the rest of the country. And that is as unjust as anything could freaking be. But yep. that's what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with politics is that, you know, the, the expression is in the weeds. This what we're discussing here about the bailout package is it's getting in the weeds. The problem is you got like a parking lot at this park, and then you got some nice grass, then you got dirt, then you got weeds, and we're not even willing to go on the grass as a society. Never mind the weeds. Nobody has any idea what's going on. It's just it's slogans flying back and forth. But that's been, you know, substantially true for a long time. Back in the day when there weren't so many entertainment outlets, people would read voraciously about the politics of the day. Everybody would read their paper. Now, generally, papers were kind of slanted, but issues you know, back are, in the 1930s, nobody was you know, staring at Netflix. Issues or gossip. That's the other thing. Yeah. All of our politics is just, it's not about any freaking issue. Right. That will affect you and your life. The way Trump took off his mask is a political issue for 24 hours, and people talk about it all GD day dong. Gossip. Got nothing to do with any actual policy. Right. We never discuss that stuff. Right. So frustrating. Moving along, just touching on a handful of things. Uh, it looks increasingly clear that Amy Coney Barrett is going to be a Supreme Court justice. Without it's, a doubt. It's difficult to imagine the scenario where she would not. Uh, the uh, the polling on it, uh, on her, is uh, moving uh, in a very positive direction. Be- because she's, A, a wonderful human being, B, a, a terribly, seriously respected judge. Well, she would end up no matter what, being on the Supreme Court, because Republicans have the votes, but it seems pretty clear to me that the Democrats have decided it's not in our best interest to do a Kavanaugh thing. It's right. just not. We're going to win this election, they feel, based on the polling. We're going to win this election, possibly even take the Senate. The, the, why do anything that could possibly muck that up? Mm. Yeah. I think that's the calculation. Yeah. Oh, we probably ought to get to the uh, Michelle Obama uh, ad that's out where she refers to the, uh, the riots as overwhelmingly peaceful. Clicking around, here's John Stossel talking about the New York Times has done one of their long stories. A set-aside-an-afternoon-long story on Venezuela has become even poorer than Haiti. The story does not once mention the socialist government. Not once. Stunning. Hmm. Absolutely stunning. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? If your man has a deep voice, he might cheat on you. Got that story oh, coming up later. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, baby. Statistics show. No. It's oh. conjecture. You can stay with me. I'll be true, true, as, true as a blue sky. <laughs> I wouldn't run around on you, honey. <laughs> also, and we need to get into this, there was Russian collusion. It is now utterly clear. And it's not going to matter. According to the congenital liar John Brennan, who used to run the CIA, uh, they became aware through surveilling the Russians that, hey, guys, the Russians are talking about how they become aware that Hillary Clinton and her campaign 
are planting this story and working on it that Donald Trump is somehow in league with the Russians. And the Russians are a little weirded out about it, and we're intercepting a bunch of communications about it. So, yeah, the whole Fusion GPS, uh, Steel, what's his name, uh, Richard Donald Steele? Lexington? No. <laughs> Remington Steele? No. No, no, no the real Don Steele. Christopher Steele, that's it. Um, that uh, Yeah, they're, they're apparently hiring some geek to give cook up a phony report and barack freaking obama was obama that's him he was briefed on the whole thing Mm. so the cia and the obama administration knew from the beginning it was fiction and james comey sure as hell did too i wish i thought this would matter or that anybody would pay a price for it well i don't i i don't care you with your transactional politics i'm standing up for what is right poor carter page (laughs) you know general flynn all those people caught up in it just because the partisan political hacks of D.C. decided to bring down Trump and his campaign. So you meet our general manager today, the big tech companies, and yes. what's going on there. You should explain that to us when we come back. I would like to hear that. Also, uh, Facebook uh, has banned QAnon across all platforms. How about Antifa? How, Just curious. How, good question. And how broad a net are you going to go with uh, QAnon? And I should hit those poll numbers, the big poll numbers that, uh, uh, in theory, according I to reporting. I I'm sorry. Uh, 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 I went wild. To, I just I'm out of my lane. According to reporting, have Republican strategists somewhat worried? Okay, uh, some new polls that which polls? All of them. Okay, okay. Uh, well, if we'll do that next, I'll shut up. All that stuff on the way. All right. The Armstrong and Getty Show. See, that's a lot of drumming. There's the guitar. There's the guitar. Here we go. The funny thing is, I never learned how to read music. I fooled the teacher. I was just blessed with good ears. I'd watch his fingers and emulate what he did. I think you could he didn't find out much later that I couldn't read. He actually found out one time when he was playing a new piece of music, and he asked me to turn the page for him. And I'm sitting going. <laughs> he goes, what's the matter? You're supposed to turn the page. And I'm going, what? I can't read. He's going, what? You know, this was after like five years of lessons with the guy. That's hilarious. <sighs> he was a genius. He was I, a musical genius. I've known. Eddie Van Halen there who died yesterday. I've known personally three people, I think, like that, who they hear a piece of music, sit down and play it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's like coming across a guy who's 25 feet tall. You're either born that way or you're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. According yeah. to legend, you just needed to hear something twice. He's like, the first time I listen to it, the second time I hear it, and then I can play it. Yeah. My takeaway from it is, uh, among other things, don't smoke. We got this text. I smoked my first cigarette at age 11. I smoked off and on for the next 30 years. I quit five years ago. When you were talking about smoking earlier, I was craving a cigarette as much as I ever have in my life. Don't start smoking. Wow. Wow. Thanks for that, sir or madam. Eddie can claim various things causes cancer. He has cancer because he smoked his whole life. Yeah. Not saying it's his fault he died or anything like that, but, uh, you know, let's let's not ignore that. Several of my heroes, Christopher Hitchens died because he wouldn't stop smoking. Sure. Yep. Anyway. um, Who's that old timey uh, guitar player, friend of yours? Legendary songwriter. John Prime? I'm old. 
Yeah, John Prine. Yeah. 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 He smoked himself to death, more or less. Corona got him in the end, but it was the complications from all his operations he'd had from smoking. Anyway, mm-hmm. PSA over. So you made our general manager today the uh, the big tech companies. And I don't quite understand what's going on there with the, the government going after him as... Yeah, something unfair. Democrat-led House Antitrust Committee will propose to break up Silicon Valley's tech giants after a year-long investigation into competition in the technology sector. A Republican member of the subcommittee said that the antitrust enforcement agencies need more resources and um, uh, say that the Republicans, some of the Democrats' proposals are non-starters for conservatives. Before we go even further in this, I would be very careful about saying, well, uh, let's see, Republicans are against it, so I'm against it. Democrats are for it, so I'm for it, or, or vice versa. Uh, number one, um, these issues are a little complicated. Number two, Silicon Valley, big tech, throws around so much freaking mm. money. They have so many congresspeople, senators on leashes, diamond-studded choke chains. Haven't you told us Google is the biggest lobbyist? I remember it was like last year or something like that. It probably still And for is. both sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they go a little more heavily left than right, but yeah, they they write enormous checks and find ways to uh, finance other groups that write checks. Campaign finance finance laws are ha 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 a joke. Uh, so anyway, the Democrats' proposal would, for example, prevent Google from owning both the world's biggest search engine and YouTube, while Amazon won't be able to sell its own products on its marketplace. Um. Now, Buck, this Republican we're, we're, uh, we're quoting, told Politico in a statement Monday, agrees with uh, several Democrats that tech giants have acted in anti-competitive manner and that the next phase is to work on solutions. They just don't really love the solutions. Uh, Tim the Lawyer actually did a great Twitter thread that Positive Sean uh, hipped us to about um, antitrust law and the history of it and stuff. It's really interesting. Probably ought to get into that later. And what was funny about it is he offered the um, I'm a constitutional lawyer, uh, an expert, a, a sage version of it. And some dude tweeted at him, dude, you know, regular people can't understand you. And he said, I do. So here's the simple version. And we'll bring you the simple version in a little bit. Oh, I want to hear that. There you go. But you got to get to them polls, you keep promising. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I know a lot of the want Trump to get reelected. I'm in that crowd. Don't like to hear bad news or think uh, I don't know. If you pass along poll information, you're somehow wishing for... I don't know what... I or don't know you're what discouraging it. turnout or something like that. I've heard is. that argument. Uh, but Vote no matter what. There have been a number of your big polls in the last couple of days that have shown the lead for Biden grew substantially since the debate. If there has ever been a debate that mattered, it might have been the one a week ago today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure why the numbers moved. I don't know if it's because Biden didn't fall on his face as an old guy. Yes. Or because Trump came off as so aggressive. Yes. You think it's both of those. Yes, absolutely. uh, But anyway, the polls have moved. And if these hold, you know, sometimes there's a bump after uh, debates or events and then they settle back down. Uh, That could happen. But opening up a pretty big lead. 16 point lead for Biden nationally now in the CNN poll that came out yesterday. That according to sources that I trust, real strategists, not just Trump haters, think this is not good. All these polls Mm -hmm. showing, you know, a four, five, six point growth from the lead Biden had from before after the debate. And Pennsylvania is now at um, eight points. Sorry, 10 points. Sorry, 
12 points. What? 54-42 in the latest CNN that, poll. That poll is an outlier. In Pennsylvania. CNN is excrement. And Pennsylvania has been pegged by a lot of, in the, the, yeah. the electoral college math people. Have sure, there's, a, there's a reason both of them are going in there constantly right. and talking about it constantly, and the court fights are so vicious because yeah. it's very difficult to win without Pennsylvania. Long story short, uh, the electoral map with Trump as the winner includes Pennsylvania every time. A pennsylvania list map cannot elect Trump. Okay. And if he's down 12 right now, that's that's a rough situation. That's early. <laughs> you got plenty of time. Well, there's a oh, month, come on there's now. a month to go, but what's going to change the momentum when uh when practically 0% of people say they haven't made up their mind? Was it over after the Nazis bombed Pearl Harbor? No. No, it wasn't. The key thing is that there were a ton of undecideds going into the election last time. Polls showed Hitterly winning among people who would choose someone. Yes. But there's a whole bunch of people that didn't choose somebody. They were, they were, and they thought the last minute, ah, I'll roll the dice. I, I there would, aren't right. any people like that this time. Yes, that is true. I grant you that. But I do believe there is a significant number of people who are uh, planning to vote, vote for Biden but if he becomes if it becomes clear that he is as mentally um uh, impeded as he is his decline is as severe as i believe it to be they might not show up uh, and he better and, get to it <laughs> he better get to it if he's going to show his age if trump gets over the covid and like peter parker emerges with superpowers <laughs> that will certainly enhance if he uh, could his fly would how many more votes would he get well, you got the terrified vote, which would be probably seven to nine percent of the populace. Then you got the awestruck vote, which would be like fifteen. percent I say Trump wins in that case. He can lift lift a car over his head. Be impressive. <laughs> oh boy, these are odd times. Well, keep in mind that it, at at uh, Biden's age, it's like a one in ten chance that he passes away between now and the election. So there's that. Come on. Uh, I think it's entirely possible Kamala Harris comes off as an utterly unlikable human being, but I don't think that would be enough. Nah. She I, would have to confess her loyalty to A, Satan, or B, the Communist Party. I'm not sure I think, that would make any a, difference right. to the top of the ticket. Um, here, here's my feeling on the whole election. If she's an out and proud Satanist, you don't think so? No, Come on, you're a no, cynical no, man. No, there's never. Said she drops to her knees and worships the Dark Lord on nationwide TV. I don't think that moves you're her cynical. needle. I don't think. I don't think there's ever been an election that hinges more on people's feeling about one human being ever in the history of the world than it is about Trump. But here's the situation for me personally: um, if Trump loses, I'm unhappy. But if the Republicans lose the Senate, I'm scared. Yes, I go from just being unhappy. Too scared. I would agree completely. The things that could happen to pervert the course of this nation, I think, are, uh, are uh, well, they're scary. It'll only be two years because the backlash will be overwhelming in two years. But two years is a long time to write a lot of legislation. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.